With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Uh, If you're not convinced by now, I'm not sure how you would be. We are going to dive into so, so many things right away on yet another fascinating day. But the lead story is all the San Francisco 49ers. There's no question. However, um, something a little deeper to start, if you will, Mr. Kyle Rudolph. And first and foremost, good evening. And how are you, my friend? Good evening. Doing well. Really excited to dive into all this NFL action and a little college football playoff action. Oh, maybe more than a little uh, because I'm mad. Like I, but I'm not any more mad. I'm not any more mad than I ever am on the first week of December when college football does what it does at the end of every year. So we'll get to that. But uh, allow me to use James Harden for a moment to make a point about the NFL. Allow me to use James Harden to make a point about the NFL. And, and here's what I want to say. So James is no different than I've, I bet somebody that each and everybody listening to us right now has in their life. And it's that person who will bounce from situation to situation in their life. And whenever it's not working out, they've got a different reason as to why it's not working. It's the man, and it's the this, and it's the that, and there's an excuse, and it's always a reason why it's not working. And it never seems to dawn on that person, you know, maybe it's you. Maybe you're the common denominator as to why each and every one of your situations doesn't work out. So now let's look at this from the other side. What about the positive version of the negative? In other words, if something keeps going right, it keeps going right everywhere you go. And everywhere you go, people want to point to other reasons around you as to why it's working out. Maybe it's just your coach, or maybe it's your receivers, or your defense, or your teammates, or your fan base, or your weather, or or your whatever. When are we just going to be comfortable with Brock Purdy's in the MVP race deal with it? Because everything keeps working out. And, and I, I, I think I've reached the point where I, I think he's a pretty big part of the reason, Kyle. 
Yeah, I certainly would agree that he, he, he is a big part of it. And we've talked about Brock Purdy at length throughout the course of the season. And, um, you know, the weapons that are around him are, are no secret. And uh, we've also mentioned the fact that there were two other quarterbacks within the last two years that played with the same exact weapons that didn't have this offense firing on all cylinders like they're firing now. Um it's it's an offense that, you know, again, we, we talked about through the course of their three-game skid as guys were out. It's it's this kind of beautiful mind. Like, everything has their place. And when they have Brock Purdy, when they have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, um, when you've got George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, you got – the offensive line doing their thing like everything just works perfectly and the orchestrator of that is Brock Purdy I mean I watched you watch the game today and um you know is he making like big time throws down the field um he had a couple big third down throws uh one to the sideline that really stuck out to me a big third down uh then they follow that up with just a simple like five yard in cut to Debo and all of a sudden he takes it to the crib, um, you know, and then late in the, in the fourth quarter, you know, they, they hit Debo on a screen and he takes it to the crib. So it's like, there's, there's, it's almost like people will use it against Brock Purdy, but there's something to be said when you're the orchestrator of it all, when you're the point guard out there that it's not your job to go, fire up 30 shots you know it's your job to get the ball in the hands of these guys so they can make the plays and let their ability shine through but it doesn't work without you um so I think that's kind of the the greatest analogy that I can think of when I think of Brock Purdy and the level that he's playing at right now well the funny thing is is I'm keenly aware of the fact that today is actually not the greatest day to make my point um, because of what you just talked about. The touchdown passes, he had four of them. Uh, quite frankly, only one of them was like a quarterback touchdown pass. Uh, the other ones uh, the other ones were, uh, as you said, you had a, a little screen to Debo. Uh, that was one. You had a little throw over the middle to Debo. He breaks the tackle. He goes the whole way. You also had one to Juwan Jennings where he threw the ball out to the sideline, and Jennings absolutely just shoved a defender off of him and went into the end zone for a touchdown so I'm well aware that the receivers might have even done more of the work today than they have all year long I, I I'm just what what I think those of us who have been fans of Brock Purdy all year are battling is that I watch a lot of quarterbacks do stuff like this yet we elevate them we we walked into this game the favorite to win the MVP in the NFL was Jalen Hurts and the biggest pass play uh, that, that he had when the Eagles were trying to stay in this game was sort of a silly give-up third and 18 screen ball out to Devontae Smith. And he ran rough shot over the Niner linebackers, broke tackles, and ended up converting for a first down. Now, that drive didn't end up going anywhere. If it did, it would have been a much more memorable play. But if you watch Jalen Hurts' quarterback – Yes, there's the physicality he brings, the run game that he brings that is a big part of the conversation, and obviously their record was a big part of this conversation. But 
Jalen does the exact same thing. Mahomes does the exact same thing. The stats will tell you the ball traveling through the air. Um, There's data on all this. And Purdy is way ahead of Mahomes this year on that particular number. So, um I, I don't know, man. We, we, you and I have this conversation every week, whether it's draftism or sizeism or babyfaceism or whatever you want to call it. You can call it that. I just am firm on this point. If another quarterback went out and did exactly what Brock did, we'd be fawning over ourselves. We would be freaking out talking about who that quarterback was if he was a first-round draft pick and he was 6'4". Yeah, I think one of the things that has really stuck out to me throughout the course of the year, and, and I remember it was back when when the 49ers were playing the Browns, uh, it was kind of the, the, the first game of, of the skid for San Francisco there earlier in the year, and it had nothing to do with the game, uh, nothing to do with the fact that they won or lost. It was a quote from somebody who I really respect and spent a lot of time with and think is a really intelligent football mind in Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns and Kevin described Brock as someone who processes information at an elite level and is an incredible deliverer of the football and that's you talked about his four touchdown passes today are they are they wow throws where you know we're going to be showing the highlights and you know it's the 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 throws that Mahomes makes or even Allen makes at times um no maybe not but I will tell you there are throws where it's exactly that he processes information at an elite level he gets the ball exactly where it's supposed to be on time it allows these guys whether it be christian debo um jawan jennings there at the end of the game that's an example where he gets all out cover zero pressure knows exactly where he's going to go with the football knows that jawan jennings running the five yard out is if you're drawing up a cover zero beater, that is your answer. All the all the DBs play inside leverage. You have the outbreaker. Yeah, certainly Juwan made a great play after he got the ball in his hands to shed the defender and score a touchdown. But it goes back to the little things that Brock Purdy does so well that it's a lot like his stature, his nature as a person. Um, ultimately, you know, at times – the, the stat line, like, you know, four touchdowns and no interceptions is going to jump off the page for you. But, you know, 19 of 27, you know, only 19 completions. You know, I think with this San Francisco 49ers office and how I offense and how I mentioned before that it's this beautiful mind and everything works together. He, he's Brock is never going to be a quarterback that goes out and has Jalen Hurts' stat line, throws it 45 times. That's that's not San Francisco. That's not the offense they run. That's not how they have success. Um, and I think at times fans can get lost in incredible efficiency, and that's exactly what you got out of Brock yeah, Purdy well, today. And, 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 yeah, it's almost as if we knew the Niners would, and I know they had a bad first quarter, but it, 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 it should be. The Niners play from ahead and the Eagles play from behind because it's what both of them do so well. I don't mean that the Eagles set out to play from behind, but their record this year when they're down, even by double digits into the second half, is unbelievable. It's incredible. And uh, and they do that really well. And I, I found 
found that to be an interesting storyline in this game where you get to the second half and the Niners are up by eight and it's like, okay, both of these teams are now going to be fed what is their kind of uh, area of strength, which is the Niners playing with the lead and can they grind that ball on the ground and, and, and keep making first downs and can the Eagles get dynamic in their passing game and, uh, and rally back. And I thought we got a very emphatic answer and in fact the only reason that the blowout got delayed is because the 49ers' emotions got the better of themselves uh, once they went up 21-6 to and you know that Drake Greenlaw situation kind of plays out and, and it helped move the Eagles Eagles uh, down a short field and, and, and at least momentarily keep them in, in the game. Uh, th- that's something that maybe at a later date is going to come into play. I don't know if we'll see these two teams play in the playoffs, um, but I don't know how you quantify rivalries in the NFL, but this matchup right now seems as emotional of a matchup as the NFL has to offer. No doubt. And I think everybody on both sides of the field in those locker rooms in the organizations know where the nfc playoff picture goes through you know these two teams are right there at the top and i'm not just just saying that because they're one and two in the standings i mean you think back to last year and and really over the last handful of years it's like the, these are the teams that have been slugging it out and, and representing the nfc so um you know it's it's kind of the supremacy of the NFC right now and, and who's, who's going to take it. Uh, I certainly hope we get to see these two teams play again. I felt like it was something that we didn't get to see last year with Brock getting hurt early in the game. It, you know, wasn't, you know, no disrespect to Juwan Johnson coming in the game, but it's not Brock Purdy. No, and and obviously then he went out of the game too, and then then you <laughs> then you're running the wishbone, and uh, and we all got robbed, I think, of of uh, of the energy of the game. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over ten thousand recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Coming up next, let's hop into a little bit further into that MVP race because if this were college football. Jalen Hurts would have just been eliminated. I'd actually love to get your perspective on that. We're also brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Before we jump, Kyle, Chiefs, Packers, what do you think on this one? Uh, The -the up-to-the-minute line, Chiefs favored by six on the road. Yeah, I I think Green Bay keeps it close. Uh, it, it looks like we've got December weather in Lambeau. Uh, it's a t- Green Bay's a team that's been playing pretty well lately. They're they're hanging right outside the NFC playoff picture. Um, you know, we, we've kind of talked about the the NFC, and there has to be seven teams that get into the NFC playoffs. Uh, this would certainly be a huge one for Green Bay to get to six and six and be tied with three others at six and six for that six and seven spot but i don't think tonight's gonna be the night i think the chiefs remain at the top of the afc and and still have the inside track to make everybody go to kansas city again 
Yeah, I think I'm with you that the Chiefs win, but I agree that it might be a close one. Uh, I'll take the Packers plus the the points uh, in a uh, a home dog Sunday night situation. Um, but more on that MVP race coming up with Kyle Rudolph, Mark Willard, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, the Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards, the guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, I love that sound. Shop, shop, shop. My gosh, I might have to buy something on Amazon while you're talking, Kyle. That's all that music does to me. Um, we're live in the Tyrac.com studios. Let me ask you this. I know it's not like an overwhelmingly stunning day or anything, but would you consider this a good day for a quarterback? Throws for 239 yards, three touchdown passes, one pick. But he's a good runner. He also runs for 69 yards. Is that a good day? Oh, by the way, your team scores over 30. Say it. At the end of the day, that's almost 300 yards total offense and, and three touchdowns. That's, that's a pretty solid day. Yeah. Um, somebody got removed from the Heisman race for doing that. Uh, the favorite 
got removed from the Heisman race for doing that. And that's sort of the reason I bring that up about Bo Nix, and I know he wasn't technically removed, but from everyone that I've ever talked to, it's like, how could you vote for Bo Nix um, when Michael Penix Jr. beat him twice? And I think it's a completely fair point, but there's a larger one, and it's actually kind of like about Jalen Hurts today. Um, Jalen wasn't great. Jalen left the game for a little while, and the Eagles only scored 19, and and uh, and some of that was even kind of in what I wouldn't consider like an extended garbage time. But I, I, I just I wonder about this idea when you're in an MVP race, if your team has a bad game, uh, should that eliminate you from the proceedings? Yeah, I think in in college football, bad games, losses, they're they're certainly magnified significantly more because everything is so much more important. You know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into the college football playoff top four here at some point. Um, but you just you think about. Um, all of the teams that deserve to be in there, that have an argument to be in there, ultimately you pick four. Um, you know, back in the day when it was just the old school BCS, uh, you know, you had two. And it was always, you know, I remember thinking back in my time in college, you're trying to be perfect every single week. Like you're trying to go 12-0 and 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 have a perfect season so you have a chance at going and playing for a national championship. And in the NFL, with a 17-game season, seven teams now making the playoffs from each conference, that necessity of perfection isn't really there as much. I think in the NFL, you have a bad week, you have a bad game, as long as it doesn't turn into two, three. Ultimately, as a team and as a player in the MVP race, it can be overcome by answering the call and having a a good game the following week because there's so many more opportunities in the NFL with a 17-game regular season. Um, If you had a vote right now, where where would you put it? I I mean, I'm still team position player. Like, okay. Can we, can we just give Tyree kill the MVP, please? Like all these quarterbacks are just like, or, or we could split it in in four. You know, it's like you can split it amongst four quarterbacks who, you know, ultimately none of them are having a crazy good year. All of them are having decent years. Um, I, I think Dak is a guy who's, like, starting to put his foot down yep. on the gas. And the Cowboys are a team that um, you want to talk about magnifying games. The, the last month of the season for them will be as magnified as even Cowboys can magnify things just with huge games down the stretch uh, against really good football teams. I think he has a chance to really kind of solidify himself. Uh, we, we've talked about this Eagles team and the gauntlet of the six weeks that they're almost they can see the light at the end of the tunnel uh they're almost out of that six week gauntlet that we talked about um but i I just it's like week after week you see tyree kill going out and going over 150 yards and scoring a touchdown it's like if he breaks calvin johnson's record and goes over 2,000 yards in a year where we really don't have a clear-cut best quarterback on the best team 
You got to give it to him. And 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 you look at the odds um, as of yesterday. He's not even in the top six. No, I don't even hear him. If people want to bring up a non-quarterback, I usually hear Christian McCaffrey's name before I do Tyreek Hills. It's crazy. And like I said, when we've talked about the position players winning the MVP, I was on the Minnesota Vikings in 2012 when Adrian Peterson won it the last non-quarterback to win the award. And, you know, it was just that. Like, Adrian ran for 2,100 yards. He almost broke the single-season record. He was nine yards short. And, you know, Tom and Peyton both had pretty good years. Um, You know, I think Tom maybe would have been more deserving of it than Peyton. But it's like Adrian just said – such an incredible year uh he was coming back off the acl injury um and and he got it so i i just i wish there's the offensive player of the year award okay let's give it to one of these quarterbacks because they're just the offensive player of the year but like why can't position players be considered um you know as the most valuable player it's can't you know it's not just the quarterback no, I'm with you. I mean, if we like, this is a forgotten deal here in that Tyreek Hill, first of all, is at 1,481 yards. 1,481 with five games, five games to go. It's absolutely insane. And let, let's go here because I think I know why Tyreek gets left out. He gets left out because the Dolphins, to a degree like the Cowboys in the other conference, have a reputation of being very powerful as long as the opponent is weak. And when you've got a big-time game, you get it handed to you. Um, Maybe there is some truth to that. The other side to this is the Dolphins have a three-game lead in the division. This early, it's early to have a three-game lead in the division. The Eagles don't have that. The Chiefs don't have that. Um, The Lions have that. And and we've sort of like moved on with the idea that the Lions are going to win the division weeks ago. We don't do that with the Dolphins, but here they are. Three games clear. They're 9-3. and three. They're a contender. They've got a receiver doing things that have never been done before, and I don't even hear his name, man. So I don't know that he would win it, but I'm with you that we should at least do him the respect of putting him on the list right now. Yeah, and I think – Back to that 2012 season, um, at, at the Vikings we were six and six through the first 12 games of the season. Um, about this time during the year, we had four left. We knew that we had to win our last four and get to ten and six if we were going to get in the playoffs. And we ultimately won the last four. Um, I think Adrian ran for over 200 a couple of those games, uh, including the Week 17 home game against the Green Bay Packers. He ran for I think 209 or 210, something like that, and ultimately went down on his last carry of the game, so we could kick the field goal to win the game he could have broke the record if he would have just finished the run but you know he was situationally sound and and got down so we could kick the field goal and I look at Miami's stretch so they have their last five and you know they got Tennessee at home they got the Jets at home 
that does nothing. You know, maybe that could help bolster Tyree Kill's stats as he continues to just check off 100-yard games week in and week out to continue the charge for, for 2,000 yards on the season. But then what have we said about the Miami Dolphins all year? They can't play well in big games. They can't beat good teams. The last three games, you got the Cowboys at home. Then you have to go to Baltimore, which Baltimore is right up there at the top, competing with you for the number one seed in home field advantage in a first round bye. And then you have the Bills at home. And as we look at the AFC playoff picture, that could be the Bills playing for for their lives in the playoffs as things are kind of shaking out. I joked around before. I, I wish, you know, Pittsburgh and Cleveland would just quit messing around and let everybody else down there in the bottom of the AFC that's like charging in to like just take those spots over. Um, but I, I look at those last three games and I think to myself, if if Tyree Kill is the most dynamic player in the last month of the season and the Dolphins are the one seed with home field advantage, how do you how do you not give it to him? Like how do you it's not? gotta be the guy. And I know it won't happen, but I one can hope. Yep. Yep. No, I, I, I feel you completely. Um when you talk about MVPs, if you leave out the name Steve DeSager, I don't even know what we're doing, by the way. There's another non quarterback who is a very, very key piece to the team. Hi, Steve. Hello. I think my vote's gonna go to committee, like twenty five years later when people yeah. get into the hole. More on that in a moment. But we do have the Sunday night NFL game underway at Green Bay. The Packers with a good opening drive. We're nearly mid first quarter and scoreless against Kansas City. Linebacker Drew Tranquil has left for the Chiefs, taking a knee to the helmet. This is a 10-play drive, nearly seven minutes worth, that's going for Green Bay in what is, again, for the moment, a scoreless contest. San Francisco won its game at Philadelphia 42-19. to Brock Purdy with four touchdown passes. In fact, this season, he has four different games with at least three touchdown passes and a quarterback rating of at least 140. That is tied for the most in a season in NFL history. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers each had seasons like that, and they were each MVP in those seasons. San Francisco up to 9-3. and three. They averaged 8 yards per play in this game. Philadelphia system was 10 and 1. Yeah, system quarterback. System what are they thinking? By the way, there was the uh, Pro Football Writers pool reporter who talked to Walt Anderson, former NFL ref, who's now the league's senior vice president of officiating about the sideline interaction. He said the rule allows us to get a system looking at video we saw a video that showed there was a philadelphia staff person that made contact with the 49ers player that player involved made contact with the staff member which warranted the disqualification the non-player was contributing to the escalation he says the rule does not afford us the ability to help the refs throw a flag that they don't throw on a non-player that's only afforded for a player action but he says (laughs) The refs on the field did a good job of preventing the situation from escalating further, and we commend their efforts, end quote. As for other games today, in the late afternoon window, the Rams in L.A. got 16 points in the last four minutes to beat Cleveland 36-19. to Tampa Bay, a 21-18 winner over Carolina, which falls to 1-11. For Tampa Bay, Mike Evans with, gee, another good game. Seven receptions, 162 yards, and a score. 
He is the first player in NFL history with a thousand receiving yards in each of his first 10 seasons. Jerry Rice did that in his, well, not his first 11, but in 11 straight seasons. Thousand yards in each of those campaigns, 1986 to 96. Detroit, 9 and 3 after winning at New Orleans, 33 to 28. Miami, 9 and 3 after an easy win at Washington, 45 15. Houston beat Denver, 22 to 17. The wide receiver news from the Houston Texans today. Nico Collins had nine catches, 191 yards, and a score. Wide receiver Tank Dell reportedly suffered a broken leg. Injury for Pittsburgh today as quarterback Kenny Pickett limped off in the first half with an ankle injury. Could reportedly miss a couple of games. There were a couple of weather delays in this game. Eventually, Arizona won at Pittsburgh 24-10. It was Indianapolis coming back for an overtime victory at Tennessee, 31-28. Wins on the road for the Chargers. And Atlanta. Number one ranked Michigan will face Alabama in the Rose Bowl semifinal. Then number two Washington plays Texas in the Sugar Bowl on New Year's night. Number five Florida State, 13 and 0, will play number six ranked Georgia, 12 and 1, in the Orange Bowl, December the 30th. No NBA games today. College basketball. Southern University won at number 21 Mississippi State, 60 to 59, with a 12-0 run at the end. And at Appalachian State, the home team beat Auburn. 69 to 64. Again, the NFL game is at Green Bay tonight. It is mid first quarter and scoreless. They're in a timeout. Back to you. All right. Sorry for laughing, Steve, but that's all I can do at the end of a college football season. It's (laughs) the same thing every year. It's just like, I love it when it just gets stupider and stupider. And and, and here we are. But of course, I know it's going to get all fixed, air quotes, next year. But I heard the word word all in that sentence. Yeah. That's what air quotes, yeah. right? Because it always is going to get fixed until the new problems come up. But, but, uh, but anyway, uh, I'll hold that for the top of the hour because I really uh, want to get everyone's thoughts on that. Thank you very much, Steve. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. We're uh, we're live tirerack.com studios. And by the way, shortly after the show, the podcast is going up. If you missed any of today's show, uh, be sure to check out the podcast. All you got to do is search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. And be sure to also follow and then rate, review the podcast. Again, just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. You'll see the show posted right after we get off the air, along with the great Kyle Rudolph, Mark Willard. Um, so we'll get to that. The college stuff may be coming up at uh, 6 Pacific nine Eastern. I, I, I wonder about this, you know, uh, the Packers right now are looking at uh, first or second and goal. They're down to the one yard line and it's just an opening drive, but it's funny the way things are starting to shape up playoff race, both sides. And, and you start to wonder if there's some teams that have been forgotten that shouldn't be forgotten. I don't mean teams that are going to contend to win a super bowl, but all of the sudden, like, Oh, hi, Colts. Uh, hey there, Texans. What are, what are you doing here? And, uh, and oh, by the way, uh, Los Angeles Rams. Nice to meet you. And touchdown, Green Bay Packers. Have we forgotten some of these teams too early? Yeah, I think – Initially, just touching on the the AFC, uh, I mentioned Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and 
We say this all the time about Pittsburgh. It's just you look up every week, and it's like, how, how are they continuing to win games? How are they? How are they doing it? They're, how are they able to score enough points? Um, you know, I think ultimately with Kenny Pickett getting hurt. Who knows how much time he will miss. Um, certainly they just looked extremely poor on offense, more so than, than normal today. And, you know, Cleveland, same thing. Uh, health at the quarterback position. I know they brought the, the veteran quarterback, Joe Flacco, over, got him a week of practice on the practice squad, then elevated him this week to be the starting quarterback. And, you know, I thought Joe played well for him. I thought he gave him a chance to win the game and ultimately just made the big mistake at the end, chucking up a a 50-50 ball that got intercepted yep. ultimately costing them you know costing them the game there at the end and it's like you you see the teams that are there in the rearview mirror you mentioned the Colts the Texans the Broncos and probably the most interesting slash dangerous one of them all in the AFC is the six and six Bills that are sitting at the 10 seed and it's like you ultimately just no one's scared of Pittsburgh and Cleveland so it's like okay can you guys please just get out of the way for these other teams that are actually exciting like the Houston Texans and you know we, we keep talking about the Buffalo Bills, and uh, we we know what Josh Allen's capabilities are. We see glimpses of it. We saw it against Philly last week, um, and you're like, okay, we th- those are the teams that we want to see battling Baltimore, Kansas City, Jacksonville in the first round. And then you go to the NFC, and something that I've said multiple times, we all know seven teams have to make the playoffs. I don't know that there's seven good teams in the NFC, but there will be seven teams that make the playoffs. And here you look at the Los Angeles Rams that have now snuck into that seven seed, um, you know, just behind the, the Vikings and the Cowboys. They're in a tie with Seattle, and if Green Bay can get one tonight, They'll join them at six and six, and you know Green Bay is a team that's played well. Um, you know they've they've won you know I think two or three two out of three or three out of four of their last you know month or so. And and the Seahawks, the Seahawks are a team that are just kind of going through that that murderer's row that ultimately it yep. seems like every team faces throughout the course of the year. Theirs is San Francisco, Dallas, San Francisco. Philly, boom, 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 boom. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see where they're at. But we've talked about all these teams. And I think, you know, with Matthew Stafford being hurt in the middle of the year, it was just the Rams were a team at at three and six. We just kind of quit talking about as they were sitting down in the bottom third of the NFC. And, you know, you get Matthew back. Matthew's an incredible quarterback. They've got both receivers playing I don't want to say healthy um they're kind of both they're both banged up out there you know just toughing it out but I think this this Los Angeles Rams offense is is different than the Los Angeles the Sean McVay Los Angeles Rams offenses that we were used to seeing and the fact that you know they they're relying on Kyron Williams they want to run the football they want to play physical ball um you know they've had some injuries in the tight end room so they can't get the bigger personnel groups that they want to but they still play a physical brand of football and you know now now we're we're seeing it and they're starting to get these wins and certainly if you look at the the wild card teams in the nfc with the exception of whoever comes out of the nfc east the rams would be the most dangerous in my opinion 
Yeah, I agree with that. They've suddenly become a real interesting team with uh, with him back into the fold. Um, all right, with all of that said, all of these teams staying alive in the uh, in the wild card derby. Um, there's one team we didn't mention who should be. They should be the beneficiary of all of this, but they're not because they're the most frustrating team in the NFL. And I'll tell you who we're talking about coming up in a moment uh, with Kyle Rudolph, Mark Willard, Fox Sports Radio. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we're live in the Tyrac.com studios. The opening drive for the Packers leads to a touchdown. The opening drive for the Chiefs goes the other way and looks like it'll be setting up for a Harrison Butker field goal try. Keep you up to date on Sunday Night Football. One of the division mates won today. And I still found it to be among the most frustrating things that we watch in the NFL. What, what, what are we supposed to do with the Los Angeles Chargers, Kyle? I, you know, I, to me, it's too easy of a take to just be like, fire the coach. I, I, don't, I never like to use this, uh, this microphone to fire people anyway. Who I, I, I'm not inside the organization. I don't know what all the reasons are. I just know, uh, as we say each week, as we say each week, uh, that this football team has a ton of good players and very little productive output because of it and uh, and you won today air quotes six to nothing against the new england patriots i don't know i i i what do you see when you watch them because i just don't get it it's just it's inconsistency um it's not a team that the head football coach has all three sides of the ball playing good football um Clearly, after the last few weeks, all of the pressure and all of the blame has been put on Brandon Staley as the defensive play caller and his defense's inability to cover anyone. Um, But, you know, to live up to the potential of all the good players they have on that side of the ball. And you, you have this game here. You look at it and say, okay, well, you, you pitched a shutout, you know, you, 
we'll, we'll, let's tap the defense on the back. Let's pat the defense on the back. Congratulations, Brandon Staley. Great job. You shut out probably the worst offense in NFL history. <laughs> um, right. But then the other side is you scored six points. Like, so great. You, you, you got the defense to, I guess, yeah, to shut anybody out in the NFL is difficult. So you, you shut out a team. The defense played well. But we score six points. Justin Herbert throws for 200 yards. You run the ball for 30 yards. Like, like, it's just, just bad football. And it's like, it seems like every time we talk about the Chargers, there's a glaring section of the football team, a side of the ball that we're like, like they just can't put it together. And, you know, it's, it's hard because like you said, this is such a talented roster. Yeah, it's amazing. And maybe we're just speaking for Austin Eckler fantasy owners more than anything else. I mean, uh, this guy, 14 carries for 18 yards and uh, and ended up with two catches for nine yards. He's such a weapon. And Justin Herbert didn't turn the ball over. As you said, threw for over 200 yards. I get that it's December now and you're going back east and it's not a team built for cold weather and blah, blah, blah. I just think that the, the Chargers are a golf game. And if you play golf, you know darn well um, that it's never that everything's working at once. If your irons are playing, your woods aren't. If they're both playing, your putter's not. Or you can't chip or whatever. Like, it's the rarest of rare that everything works together at once. And, and for me, that's the Chargers. If it's not one thing, it's another. And they're never a great football team. No, you hit it right, and that's my golf game to a T. So completely understand that analogy. And it's like you you don't see a stat line where it's clean football. Like there's no turnovers, and yet to no, to not score a touchdown, only score six points. Uh, it's just it's it's tough to watch. Uh, Mark Willard, Kyle Rudolph, and we are just getting started. We have plenty more in the NFL, but let's get to this college situation coming up on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Are we on upset alert? It's a little early, but man, the Packers look like, um, I don't know, they look like the Packers uh, that we've watched through the years. Jordan Love uh, moving the ball up and down the field and knocking on the door again, already leading 7-3. to three. We'll keep you up to date. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's NFL coming out the wazoo today, so we know that, but we got to spend some time on this, Kyle. We have to. And it's the same complaint that uh, many of us have every year. I just want to be up front on this. I, I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. I got no dog in this fight. I live in the Bay Area, California, where in radio we get fired if we talk about college football. So there is absolutely nothing here that is slanted toward any university. Quite frankly, it's slanted toward all of them. The idea that there's a right answer here is what gets me. It's absurd. 
Everyone goes to their corners and fights for their team. And in my mind, there's no argument for any of you. Or there's an argument for all of you. You can't tell me that Florida State doesn't deserve to be in. The same way you can't tell me that Alabama or Georgia or whatever deserve to be in. There's an argument to be made for all of them. Therefore, there's an argument to be made for none of them. Here's what I don't stand and what will forever get me no matter what format they come up with. The idea of sports being decided in a conference room kills me and for and quite frankly kills the sport because therefore in my mind it's not a sport everything about the basics of competition and what we're doing flat out has to be decided on the field or i'm not sure what the point is so anything that calls for you to go into a room wear a suit sit down wait for white smoke to come out and then tell everybody who gets to play is ridiculous. It's completely anti-sport. So you tell me, this new format next year, that going to take that out of play, or are we still deciding these things in a boardroom? Uh, I mean, from from my understanding, the, the 12 teams will still be decided in a boardroom somewhere, but at least at that point, you know, Think about college basketball. Um, you know, what are we up to? 68 teams? 68, yeah. 68 yep. get in, and ultimately they're kind of decided. You know, you have your conference champions that get the automatic bids, and then the rest of the field is filled by a committee of people that are in a boardroom somewhere deciding. Um, so. They do that. Certainly, college football could never get to that scale. Um, so you think about, like, okay, is 12 the right number? Um, you know, do you get the, the first four get buys? You have to win three games. Um, is there a way to kind of combine the both where – Look, if you're a conference champion, you know, certainly next year this will all go away because we won't have, you know, to say that there's five power conferences next year, right. there's not. Um, so, you know, maybe it's the, the top four conferences. You know, you get it, you get your at-large bid. You win the conference championship game, you're in. And then now we go find eight, you know, Team, at large teams that that get in uh, but this year it's just it's hard because you know I, I, I again I Notre Dame never sniffed it you know we were never even close uh, so my allegiance to to Notre Dame and and my alma mater is has nothing to do with my opinion looking at the top four to six teams in college football this year and it, but it's just, again, it goes back to everything that I always say about the NCAA. Just let them screw it up. They always will. Um, I said this when we talked <laughs> about Harbaugh a while back. I think every time we've talked about the NCAA, that's been my, my stance, and it seems to always reign true. Um, that to, to do this to Florida State, I, I get it. Their star quarterback, that is the main reason why they're kind of back and have a resurgence and are were even in the top four to begin with, was in large part to him. 
to penalize the rest of the guys on that roster, the coaches, the players. But then, you know, moving forward, when you, when you think about the landscape of college football and, you know, the power conferences of the SEC and the Big Ten, and you have, kind of have the ACC that's this little brother on the side – how is this going to affect Florida State recruiting? You know, if I'm a five-star player in the state of Florida, wait, you mean to tell me if I go there, we go undefeated and we win the ACC, I still might I not mean. get a ch- get a chance at a national championship? Like, that? that's just yeah. crazy. So, um I, I understand, you know, the the college football committee, everything that I read, everything that I saw was – Hey, look, it's unfortunate, but we want the four best teams, not just the teams with the four best records. Um, You know, certainly we believe that if Jordan Travis was healthy, they would be one of these top four teams, but he's not. So therefore, they're not one of the four best teams. And so, you know, we ultimately got the four teams that are going to get the most eyeballs on these games, therefore creating the most money for the NCAA. Yep. And yeah, that's what these decisions are made on. They're not, they're not made on wins and losses in, in college football programs that deserve or do not deserve to be in. It's simply... When you look at this and you have Michigan and Alabama and Washington and Texas, like, are you kidding me? Of course we're going to make sure that those three are all in Michigan, Texas, Alabama. We're going to get those fan bases. We want the two best games we could possibly have. And like you said, for that to be decided by a group of individuals in really nice clothes in a conference room um, – just doesn't seem right if, if that was the case uh we you know why would they play the game tonight clearly kansas well, city is is uh, i mean if we're doing the eyeball test they're way better than green bay every analyst on nbc pregame picked the chiefs you and i both picked the chiefs here they are down 14 to 3 to what may be deemed an inferior opponent that's the beauty of sports um we have no idea if Florida State with their backup quarterback could go win. I think back to, I think it was 2015, the first year that the college football playoff was in existence. Ohio State wins the national championship with their third string quarterback. They went undefeated. They won the Big Ten. But along the way, they lost their starter. They lost their backup. Some guy named Cardale Jones comes in. <laughs> you know, it's like, so if the yep. committee's going to decide if your starting quarterback is what makes you good, you're not allowed to be in. They could have kept a national champion from, from you know, never even having the opportunity to, to get it to be at the dance. Well, I, I mean, I can remember a national championship game where the quarterback was benched and uh, it led to this guy named Tua. Uh, mm. So, I, I, I mean, you know, like, it, 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 it's honestly too easy of an argument that the two of us are making right now. It's so anti-sport. It's so anti-everything that to argue 
uh, anything other than this being completely unfair, financially driven. Like, it's the underrated for me. It's the underrated part of what makes the NFL so successful. Look what we're looking at right now, Kyle. We're watching Kansas City, Missouri take on a, a suburb of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And it's big time. It's on, it's on the number one television show in America, and both teams are allowed to spend as much money as uh, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and New York. Like, and, and, and that's why this works. It, it, it works because it is one of the few things maybe still out there that's an even playing field. Like I, we can't even really say that about the N, uh, NBA or Major League Baseball. It's for reasons that are out of their control. But free agents in the NBA aren't going to Sacramento. They're, they're, they're not going to do that. So is that team out of deficit? You better believe it. You know what I mean? I just watched the Oakland A's get ready to leave town. Fair playing field? I mean, that's their owner's fault. But still, like, the NFL is, is beautiful because Green Bay, Wisconsin can compete with New York, New York. It's, it, it, it is the best thing out there. And college football pushes in every single possible way against that idea. And I, I've never been able to wrap my head around it and enjoy it the same way I enjoy the NFL because of it. Yeah, and I've said this a few times when we've talked about the NCAA. Ultimately, the deciding factor on every decision that's made around the NCAA is money. They can argue that they want the four best teams instead of the four best records, but you want the two most anticipated games and you know i i was kind of hoping for just absolute chaos where there was an opportunity that you might not get any sec teams in and see if the ncaa had the balls to do that and i just i just don't think there there's a way for them to be able to do it um but it certainly was as chaotic as it could possibly be and ultimately they picked the four that they picked um you know as a fan we'll get two hopefully good games to watch and then ultimately a, a great national championship game um but certainly when you look at these these four schools um you know you the regions of the country we've got it all covered you know you you got washington and and the pac 12 you have texas and it's massive network and alumni you have alabama and the hype that's been alabama and the dynasty that they had and then michigan and the storylines that follow michigan and everything that they've gone through this year so uh you know ultimately i think they pick the four teams everybody thought they were gonna pick um i just felt like and other people that I talked to as well, you look at this Florida State team and, you know, just really wonder, like, how you could possibly do that to yeah. a undefeated conference championship winning power five team just because of an injury. Um, you know, there's yeah, yeah. 85 scholarship guys. There's other quarterbacks there that are on scholarship that, you know, like I said, you just you might not know that you kept you may have kept the next star in college football out of the college football playoff because um, that team doesn't meet the eye test now because their their starting quarterback got hurt. Remember when the 49ers lost two quarterbacks in one season? Mm. <laughs> I do. I do, and uh, now the guy's in the MVP race. So, 
Yeah, I think what you're making is just a phenomenal point. We're we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Much more to say on this and so many more uh, NFL topics to get to, including the team in the NFC that is a full-blown yo-yo. Uh, We'll tell you who we're talking about here in just a moment. That's Kyle Rudolph. I'm Mark Willard, and this is Fox Sports Radio. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Santa, we're live in the uh, TireRack.com studios. Also, did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? So the holidays are all about, and that's why with your Discover card, You have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations apply. Mark Willard, Kyle Rudolph, how are we feeling about the Lions now? This is such a yo-yo thought. Um, Look, they're 9-3. and We've spent a a large portion of this year, you and I, complimenting them, pointing out that when you add in the end of last year to this year, that this is like this low-key dominant football team. That uh, that I think, if my math is correct now, maybe they've won 15 of their last 20 football games. Like, it, 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 this is a good squad. But after needing a late rally against the Bears and their Thanksgiving dud, it, it, it felt like a lot of people just kind of moved on and went, that's nice. Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, call me later. Um, and, and today was interesting as far as a road game being up 21 nothing before the first quarter was even over what's your take now no and i felt like they came out exactly the way that you would anticipate this detroit lions team to come out after 10 days uh off after the dud they they laid on thanksgiving but then you know you kind of 
kind of you jump out 21 nothing. You let your foot off the gas a little bit. You ultimately win, you know, a close game on the road, which, again, winning close games on the road in the NFL is not easy. And, and they've done it very regularly over the course of the last two years. They're 5-1 and one again this year on the road. And it, it's not necessarily easy, but it's like – you know, ultimately, we're comparing them against the cream of the crop in the NFC, and that's San Francisco, Philly, Dallas. It's like, look, you, that that first quarter Detroit team—that's that's a contender. That that's the—they're going to yeah. cause some problems in the NFC playoffs. And then you see the way they play the next two and a half quarters, and you're like, ooh, that's a team that's going to have an early exit in the playoffs. And it's kind of just been today's game in itself was almost a, a microcosm of when they're good, they're really tough. And they're a, a physical football team that plays solid defense and runs the football, and they have playmakers. Jared Goff is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL and then when they're not good you see they just they can't stop a nosebleed um, you know it's it's up and down the field on them giving up points left and right and you just it's like okay you know we'll, it's the Detroit Lions here so we'll, we'll quote the great Eminem you know like will the real Detroit Lions please stand up like we we need to see who you are and who you will be come late January so here's a question I have, and I'd love your perspective. And I, I, I mean, I think I the answer quickly might be obvious, but I bet it's closer than most people think at first glance. And here's what I'm getting at. The one seed in the NFC. So thought I've been having a lot, as you know, uh, lots of discussion around the 49ers that if they could win this game, it puts the one seed uh, 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 up for grabs in the NFC. The, the Eagles have already been established as a three-point dog on the road at Dallas next week. If Dallas wins that game, well, everybody's got the same record. Everybody's got it. And obviously the 49ers would hold the inside track with wins over Dallas and Philly. Don't forget Detroit. But Niners have the current tiebreaker on them too. But all kinds of games to be played. And the standout being on Christmas night where the Niners have to host Baltimore. Like there's so much left on on the bone as far as figuring out the one seed. But if we do agree that Detroit is less than and the other three are really creme de la creme, it, it, it brings this into play. If you end up as the two seed, yes, you've got to play an extra game. But you likely avoid the possibility of having to do both both of the other two elite teams back-to-back. The likelihood is, because Dallas and Philly could end up dead-tied, I don't know who's going to win the division, but the loser of the division is going to be your top wildcard team and will be favored to win their first playoff game at the road over the winner of the NFC South. So in theory, what's likely to happen there is if you're the two seed, your second game is going to be the Detroit Lions at home. And then you go play whoever comes out of that other three. But if you're the one seed, you may only play two games in the playoffs, but they're both going to be against elite competition. Can you beat the other two back-to-back in seven days? Which is preferable? 
Yeah, because you know, you know that that whoever doesn't win the NFC East will play the NFC South winner. Uh, I was a part of it last year. You know, eight and nine, we won the AFC South. We hosted the Cowboys. Uh, it was not a great game for us in Tampa, and then ultimately they had to go on, and that was San Francisco last year. San Francisco was the two seed, I believe. They had to play Dallas and Philly back-to-back weeks. So, um, you know, you look at that scenario playing out this year, you're right. Like, would you rather play three games with one of those three games be go to Detroit in the divisional round or you get the bye and you have to play Dallas, Philly, or San Francisco, boom, boom. Twice in a row. Yeah. 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 I mean, as a player, what would you rather? Would you rather have the week rest and just take your chances? Or yes. or, or are you like, you, you would? Okay. Yeah. It is that easy. Yes. And yes. so I only had to buy one time in my career. Uh, 2017, we were, it was back when two teams still got it. We were the two. And the you do everything at the end of the season knowing that hey we get a week off and actually the other time you know we made a good run in the playoffs uh, 2019 we didn't have a bye week but we treated week 17 we were locked into the five seed um, we knew we couldn't drop to the six and green bay had already clinched the division we were the five um we played there was a couple scenarios. Maybe we were going to Carolina, New Orleans. So we weren't sure who we were playing, but we knew we were locked into the five. And Coach Zimmer basically said, look, I, I know there's different thoughts here, and some people like to play and have momentum going into the playoffs. We know we have to win four games, or three games on the road, and then you know a neutral site game if we want to get to where we ultimately are. We are going to take this entire week off like it's a bye week, and then we got to go win three games. And, you know, we went to New Orleans and won at New Orleans that year, coming off of an essential bye, ultimately going out to San Francisco and losing to the Niners on their way to the Super Bowl. And that, that bye at that time of year for your body to – physically recover kind of like get your mind right that look whether it's you're the one seed now and you got to go win two games or you know for us like I said in in 19 it was three because it was a regular season week but to be able to get that week off and be one game closer to the Super Bowl without actually playing football is huge yeah yeah I I, I tell you I get it I get it, but um, it, it also seems like a very difficult task, no matter which of the three teams you are, to beat the other two in a period of seven days. Um, you know, I, I, I look back on the 49ers trying to do it last year. You beat Dallas in a real slugfest. You go to Philly the next week. Granted, the, the quarterbacks get knocked out, so I don't know how you assess it, but physically, the physicality of it all was too much. And uh, and so trying to do that again this year, no matter which one of the three you are, I think is uh, is one hell of a challenge. There's 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 no question. So uh, more on all of this coming up because the Eagles for the second week in a row are about to be a field goal underdog while they still have the best record in the NFL. And uh, and knowing that they just lost today by 23 points, I think there's something to be said. 
about it. I made this statement this week before the game, and everyone listening told me I was being disrespectful to the Eagles. I want to run it by you coming up next. We will, uh, but we'll show all our respect to Steve DeSager and get him in here and find out what's trending. Hello, good sir. Hello, gentlemen. We'll update the Sunday night game in a moment. You were mentioning the Detroit Lions, who won on the road again today. They held on 33-28 at New Orleans. Detroit 5-1 and one on the road, 9-3 and three overall, and the rookie tight end Sam Laporta did something that's only happened with one other tight end in the league in the last 60 years, to have a game with at least nine catches, 140 yards, and a TD. Another Detroit win. And the Dolphins are 9-3 and three after winning an easy one at Washington, 45-15. to 15. Commanders home record, 1-5. and five. We're in the final seconds of the first half at Green Bay in the Sunday night football game. It's the Packers 14-6 over the Kansas City Chiefs. There were some long drives in this first half. In fact... Of the first two drives for each team, Kansas City settled for field goals each time. Green Bay got touchdowns each time, and that's why it's going to be 14-6 to at the half as KC is taking a knee as we speak. And the two field goal drives for the Chiefs, over seven minutes on one of them, over eight minutes on the other. But KC trails on the road, 14-6 at the break. The Rams got 16 points in the last four minutes and beat Cleveland 36-19. to Matthew Stafford, three touchdown passes. San Francisco, a winner at Philadelphia, 42-19. Brock Purdy, four touchdown passes. A couple notes I saw from Associated Press in the Bay Area. One, that the current Super Bowl odds they saw have the 49ers and Chiefs as the two favorites right now to reach the Super Bowl. Second sentence was, the Raiders fan nightmare of a Niners-Chiefs Super Bowl at the place where the Raiders play in Vegas is very much alive, end quote. (laughs) Tampa Bay beat Carolina 21-18. Panthers record 1-11. Victories for Houston and the Chargers. Victories for Atlanta and Arizona, which won at Pittsburgh 24-10. But quarterback Kenny Pickett limped off in the first half with an ankle injury. He'll be out for an extended period of time, was the report by NFL Network. Indianapolis came back for an overtime win at Tennessee 31-28. To college football. Now, this Saturday, it's Army against Navy in Foxborough, Massachusetts. But essentially, the regular season is over. Number one-ranked Michigan will face Alabama in the Rose Bowl semifinal. Then number two, Washington, plays Texas in the Sugar Bowl on New Year's night. December 29th, it's a top-ten matchup in the Cotton Bowl, Ohio State against Missouri. December 30th, the Orange Bowl will have number five, Florida State, against number six, Georgia. National semifinals are on New Year's, and then it's a week later, the national title game in Houston this year, January the 8th. No NBA games today. College basketball, Southern University won at number 21 Mississippi State 60 to 59 with a late 12-0 run. Ohio State has beaten Minnesota 84-74. Clemson won at Pitt 79-70 and at Appalachian State the home team topped Auburn 69-64. NHL New York Rangers 6-5 over San Jose. Scotty Scheffler was the golf winner in the Bahamas by three strokes and the annual MLB winter meetings are beginning in Nashville and Jim Leland has been elected to the Hall of Fame. Leland the former manager in a vote not by the baseball writers that's in January this was by a contemporary era committee for non-players so they had eight people on the ballot 
you had to get 12 of the 16 votes from the committee members. Leland was the only one on the list. He advances into the baseball hall in Cooperstown with 15 of the possible 16 votes. Former manager Lou Pinella just missed getting 11 of the 16 votes. And former executive Bill White got 10 of the 16. Did not make it. Back to you. All right, great stuff, Steve. Appreciate that. Live in the TireRack.com studios. Uh, I wonder, though, you know, Steve jokes about the uh, the nightmare Super Bowl of 49ers Chiefs inside Allegiant. Sure, that would bother Raider fans. I get it. Although, uh, if things keep going the way they are in this Sunday night football game, we might have this scenario go where, like, we come out of today, Kyle, where there's like an overwhelming one Super Bowl favorite. Um, I'm not saying it's going to stay that way. I don't know where it's going to go, but there's been this sort of like jumbled up feel all year long, even preseason. Cincinnati was a part of it at that time, along with the Bills uh, and and, and the Chiefs and the Eagles and the 49ers, right? Yeah, sure. Jets were in there. Now now you get to this week where uh, the Niners and Eagles and Chiefs were all kind of sitting in a little bit of a pretty close spot with some other teams kind of flanking them, Dallas on the move. But with the developments of today, if the Chiefs don't rally here against Green Bay and how firm of a statement the 49ers made in Philly, couldn't we walk out of here today where people are like, Niners, Niners by far? Yeah, I mean, ultimately it comes down to health. I think when when you get to this time of year, get into January playoff time, the the most healthy team usually ends up being the one that goes on the run and gets on a roll, and it's who we see, Hoysa Lombardi. And uh, I've said it throughout the course of the year, when the San Francisco 49ers are healthy and operating on all cylinders, they are the best team in the NFL. Um, now, with that being said, this Kansas City Chiefs team, you know, I think we all know they probably have the Green Bay Packers right where they want them. I think they play their best football when they're down, when they're down 11 points at halftime. Uh, but it, it's just a team that's ultimately played from behind a lot and, and doesn't seem to have a problem with a 10-11 point lead at halftime and, and ultimately end up coming back and getting the job done. But I think the next five weeks, and you look at kind of where we're headed, assuming Jacksonville handles their business tomorrow night against Cincinnati you've got four at nine and three at the top of the AFC and then you've got we could have a a big jumble of ten and three coming out of next week assuming Philly Dallas goes the way that currently the odds say it will go so you know next week could we be looking at a a huge jumble of seven teams in the NFL ultimately being 10 and 3 certainly would be cool and you see all this would play out during the stretch Totally, totally. I mean, an absolute ton of fun. But but to that point, that the Eagles were three-point home dogs, and it got covered by 20. Um, and now they're road dogs at the home of the team that, A, they've already beaten, and B, is behind them in the standings. To me, there's there, there's messaging there. Because as you and I know, 
odds makers are not sitting down in Vegas and just hucking stuff against the wall because they like it. I think there's a perception out there that people go, oh, well, odds makers are, are solely playing what public perception is to get money on both sides. It, it ends up that way. It doesn't start that way. And, and I said this on the air in San Francisco all week. At the beginning of the week when the Niners were established a favorite, you remember it happened while you and I were on the air last week, and we were both mm-hmm. surprised. And so I reached out to my buddy, and I said, what's going on here? Give me the key reasons why the 49ers would be favorites on the road. And the number went up from there. And his answer shocked me. His answer was, it all comes down to power ratings, position by position with matchups. The 49ers are flat out better on both sides of the ball. And, and at the moment when someone says that, you're like, are you sure? And then you watch today and you're like, yep, I'm sure. Now, it's just one football game, but the statement I made that got a lot of people going, and I'd love your response to this, was um, this year's Eagles are a much, much better version of last year's Vikings. And the point I'm trying to make is not that they're last year's Vikings. They're much, much better than that. But the point I'm making is their record sparkles in a way that their production does not. I don't think that they were markedly better than the other teams around the league that they're two or three games ahead of in the standings. I thought that bared out today, and I think the spread next week shows it as well. I would disagree with that just simply because of the the talent that this Eagles team does have. That Minnesota team last year was a team that was – the ball was bouncing their way, and it was they won 11 one-score games over the course of the year. Minnesota could have easily been four and 13 as opposed to 13 and four last year. I, I don't think you can look at this Philly team and yeah, could they be eight and four, nine and three instead of 10 and two? Maybe, but they're still going to be right there at the top, at the very worst, eight and four if they don't come back and win a couple of those games throughout the course of the season and I just look at Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, um, Dallas Goddard is a guy that they'll be getting back soon. Um, I think it's worth noting we've talked about the gauntlet of games that they've had to play over the last month and a half. Most of those have been without one of the better tight ends in the NFL. So um, they, they should get him back here soon. And and we said this when, when the line came last week as we were on the air the thing that stood out to me the most was just thinking about not these teams and their rosters and because they're both extremely talented on both sides of the football. But simply, and, and it, we're going into it again. It's the exact same scenario. San Francisco played on Thursday. They got 10 days off. More rest, no doubt. Philly was in, you know, a battle, and it was their fourth battle in a row. Three out of four count Miami, you know, and then the the three previous to that. Look at next week. Dallas has been sitting there for for three days, just watching, resting, recovering. They get ten days off, and now Philly's going to Dallas after they just played a big physical Forty ers team. So, I think again, I go back to 
we we get down the stretch, Philly's going to kind of come up for air after they go through their gauntlet. Um, you know, the the 49ers look at the remaining schedule for them. Uh Cardinals yeah. Commanders, man, yep. <laughs> Rams, like Ra- we'll see. Ravens, but Ravens, you have Seah- Seahawks, you have Seahawks yeah, yeah. and Ravens, so you have two out of the last four there that are tough. And then you know the Rams always play them tough, and the Rams could be yep. fighting for a playoff spot that last week of the year. So, you know, it, it's interesting. I just feel like we're getting to this time of year where. Oh, man, you're, you're pushing into December. It's guys are beat up. You're trying to just do everything you can to recover for the next week. And like I said, the most healthy team typically is the team that gets on that run late December, early January, carries you through the playoffs. So um, I, nece- I don't necessarily think it's a discrepancy in the roster because um, yeah. I do think Philly has one of the most talented rosters. If I was going to stack yeah. any roster against San Francisco, it would probably be Philly. Again, I want to remind you, I said a much, much better version of last year's Vikings, but but more to discuss there for sure at the top of the NFC, and we'll do that next on Fox Sports Radio. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are we live at the Tyrac.com studios? That's Kyle Rudolph. I'm Mark Willard. Injury timeout in Sunday Night Football. Isaiah Pacheco limps off, although didn't seem terribly serious, but that's a nerve-wracking moment for a Chiefs squad that remains the AFC Super Bowl favorite, but trails by eight in the third quarter as we get underway at Lambeau Field. Glad you're with us. So just to sort of circle back on the, the point that I'm making, and I know, I know when you first hear the statement, you're like, come on, Mark, like, don't go there. When I say that the Eagles, and I said it before today, so to me that makes it a little bit, I'm not grandstanding here, but that the Eagles are a much, much, much higher quality version of last year's Vikings. And what I mean by that is simply that they are the team that's actual output is sort of overhyped based on what we're actually seeing because their record is higher than it should be. 
Their point differential is 41. Dallas's is 168. Now, you could argue that Dallas's is a result of getting to play the New York Giants a couple of times. That's where they've built most of it. Fine. Let's go to the Niners. This is 163. This is a team that's blown out Philly on the road, blown out Jacksonville on the road, blown out Seattle on the road, blown out Dallas on Sunday night football. Like, when I look at these two football teams, and today being Exhibit A, it's like I get that the rosters are great, but I, I kind of push back when people go, oh, today was a rematch. Not really. Javon Hargrave plays on the other team. Um, look at the metrics of Philly's defense. They're not great. They're, they just aren't. Washington scored over 30 twice on these guys. That's all I'm getting at. Yeah, and uh, my my thought on, on Philly would be it's not a team that I want to see in January after sure. their last three games are Giants, Cardinals, Giants. While everybody else in the NFC is battling it out, trying to – again, for Philly – Maybe that's what secures them the one seed in the bye. So then they play Giants, Cardinals, Giants, they get a bye, and then they got to go win two games to get in the Super Bowl. Or they play Giants, Cardinals, Giants, and then they're the two or three seed and, you know, possibly the five, and, and they have to go play on the road. I don't think any of that matters. When, you know, that, that defense, uh, we talked about last week, this team is built – on the offensive line and the defensive line. That's the way they've had the success that they've had over the last few years. You get those boys fresh and healthy. It's, it's, again, it's, it's not a team that I would want to see. Whereas last year, you know, seeing Minnesota in, in January, I think everybody assumed the Giants were going to win in that wild card round. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm certainly looking forward to, to seeing this NFC play out with everybody hopefully at full strength. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Pray for health on all of them, and and I'm not saying it's a team that's just going to be one and done in the in the playoffs. I just don't think that when you saw that ten and one record last week, it was like, oh, it's the Eagles, and then let's start talking about some other teams. And I'm like, yeah, I again. Vegas told us a story, and it's a matter of whether you want to sort of listen to it or not. The Eagles' dogs two weeks in a row. So speaking of that football game, how it affected the MVP race and much more coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, Sunday Night Football is just like the NFL standings, getting tighter as we get later. The Chiefs score a touchdown, go for two to tie it, don't get it. Packers still lead, but only by two. Their ball, third quarter, we will keep you up to date. Mark Willard, Kyle Rudolph, we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's lots to go through, both AFC and NFC college football as well but would love to further have a conversation we had off of the top of the show which is about not only the top of the nfc the big game of the day 
but how it affects the MVP race. Jalen Hurts, the favorite on the way in. Um, Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy, both in the conversation. You mentioned Tyreek Hill, I thought, in a really interesting way a couple of hours ago. But specific, specific to this game, how do you think it affected the race? I mean, I think Brock Purdy just continues to do exactly what he has to do and what will be required of him to ultimately get the odds that he deserves and and to be mentioned at the top of the MVP race with guys like Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, uh, Dak Prescott. So I think when when you look at this game, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about the MVP race. You know, unlike college football and and the Heisman Trophy where, you know, you have 12 opportunities, each one is really magnified because of those 12 opportunities, how many good teams are you really playing against? Most of those 12 games, uh, you're playing against teams that are stat stuffers and you get your... 400 yards and five touchdowns as a quarterback and and you carry on to the next week so on the college football landscape you only have a couple you know ohio state michigan type games where if you're you know the heisman trophy candidate you know i think in the pac-12 washington oregon you know you've Penix and Knicks going back and forth like there there aren't as many of those as we get in the NFL because we have 17 games um, you know certainly not every team in the NFL is is in the playoff picture and contending but it's just good football across the board you don't have any layups if you don't go out and play well every week you will have a performance that will ultimately drop you significantly in the MVP race so it's funny I was looking at some stats prior to the game today um, and, and I don't have them in front of me now but it was just comparing Brock and Jalen and they were all okay. passing stats, which, again, I don't think that paints a complete picture because of what Jalen does with his legs and the ability no that, that that gives him, the dynamic that it brings for that offense. But what I ultimately noticed was it's like you look at Brock Purdy and it's like <laughs> one, three, one, you know, completion percentage, rating, all, all these passing statistics and he's in the top three maybe top five and Jalen is 9 14 you know kind of not necessarily middle of the pack but back third of the top third of the NFL if that makes any sense you know the the, the around 10 if you would Um, so you look at all those statistics and again if you were to kind of do the the graphic where they just put that up there and don't show you who they are and what team they play for, you'd say, oh, that guy there that's one, one, three, you know, ranked in the top five and everything, that's got to be the MVP front runner, right? Um, so, again, I, I know that doesn't paint the whole picture, but it certainly got my attention when I when I saw it earlier today. Um, but, you know, I do, I do believe that Jalen's legs and as much as – the world and and NFL fans that aren't Philly fans may hate the the tush push or the brotherly shove. 
Well, it's crazy because that play and and their ability to execute it, it's it's a difference maker. Um, you know, for it's that wild. offense, it's really first and eight every time they get the ball. Nobody else in the NFL it, it, yeah. has that advantage. Um, when when they get the ball, they only need to get to fourth and two, maybe fourth and one, and they're going for it every time, and they're almost a hundred percent. So I think when you when you talk about an MVP, like is it easy for me to to get to that micro of a level? No, but it's like. That's Jalen Hurts. Like, that's what Jalen Hurts gives you. That's what he provides. And when you're on a 10-2 and two team, that's what puts you at the top of the MVP front-running odds. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm not one that would say a day like today should eliminate Jalen Hurts from this conversation at all. And I think what he does with his legs and also there's just like a feel to this, I think. When you watch these teams play football – uh, and, and I think this is what dings Brock. It, it's kind of like, okay, while I'm watching, what does it feel like is happening? What What's happening to the opponent? And how much does this player have to do with what's being done to the opponent? And when you watch the Eagles, it feels like Jalen Hurts has this humongous impact on every play. I don't even know how much reality it is, but it feels that way. And it doesn't feel that way to the same level with Brock Purdy, I get. But here's something else. Maybe look at it from the other side of the lens because it's something you just said when you're talking about stats. So imagine a world in the NFL where you've got a clear-cut Super Bowl favorite. They are going to win their division. They have a 9-3 and record, and they have absolutely pounded with 42 points in each game the other two top contenders in their conference. Meanwhile, their quarterback is easily the highest-rated quarterback in the league, leads the league in completion percentage, 3,200 yards, and is now popping a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 23-6. to In what world, historically in the NFL, is that person not the runaway MVP? I, I would argue that's unprecedented. Yeah, no, I, I certainly can't think of, of another example where you have a guy playing to that level on a team that's this dominant. So certainly unprecedented for sure. Yeah, um, just a, a fascinating situation to follow from the MVP race. And then, of course, at the top of the NFC race, it, it, it jumbles everything up with regard to the Cowboys and Lions being in this conversation as well. And I know that you really wanted to talk uh, tonight about the remaining schedule for the Dallas Cowboys um, because they are uh, they are now favored to essentially lead their division by this time next week. They, <laughs> they're a three-point favorite to beat the Eagles, and, uh, and that would put those two teams, even Steven at 10-3, and three, with a win over each other. However, the difference being, and you've mentioned it, the Eagles are sitting there with a bunch of games against the New York Giants still ahead. The Cowboys will go Eagles at Buffalo, at Miami, home to Detroit, 
and then at rival Washington. This gauntlet that the Eagles have faced, here it comes for the Cowboys. Yeah, I think this is a lot like the Dolphins, too. Everybody wants to know, is this Dallas team for real when it comes to playing against other teams who will be playing on the back half of January? And when you look at the season so far, you know, they they beat Seattle this past week. Seattle is now 6-6. So um, at the time when they beat them, it was, I believe, the – first time this year they beat a team with a winning record by one game correct um so they beat the six and five seattle seahawks miami's the same way you know we talk about miami we talk about they they beat and and beat down all of these bad teams uh you know i'm sure their point differential is outrageous too because when they beat bad teams they beat them big time so when we think about Dallas and well, I thought about Dallas back uh, that that San Francisco game. I was like, yeah, if they drop this one, honestly, who cares? Because all people want to know is what's this Dallas team going to do December and January? Well, they have a three, four. So the next month um, from now till new year almost new year's eve we're gonna find a lot about the dallas cowboys you mentioned it philly at home at buffalo at miami detroit at home so over the next four weeks and that's where it's like i think this mvp race as it usually does most of the time it takes care of itself it's i can't think of many years where you come out of week 18 and and you're like I don't know. I don't know who the MVP is going to be. Ultimately, it seems to work itself out from the ball. And when when you look at the stretch of these teams and, you know, what they can do, what the quarterbacks can do for those teams, I, I think it would be hard to argue. If we're looking at the Dallas Cowboys sitting at the top of the NFC and they go on a run similar to what Philly went on through their gauntlet of games over the last month, you know, how, how is Dak Prescott not a, a runaway MVP candidate? So um, I, I think that's the best part about football. And what I'm most excited for over over the next four to five weeks is there's yep. so many good matchups. And it's like almost as if all of the AFC and NFC teams are playing each other down the stretch as opposed to, oh, well, they played back in September. And, you know, well, in that game back in September or early October, October, this happened. No, we're going to find out in December and early January who are the legitimate cream of the crop contenders out of both conferences because they're all going to play each other. Yeah, it's almost like playoff preview before playoffs. And don't forget that cross potential Super Bowl matchup of uh, the 49ers and Ravens on uh, on Christmas night. That's coming up as well. So we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. The AFC wild card race in center focus coming up next on Fox sports radio all right we're live xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Having the TireRack.com studios, Mark Willard, Kyle Rudolph, thankful for your presence tonight wherever you are bringing us in on Fox Sports Radio. I loved your statement earlier. There are a few of these teams every year in the NFL. It's like, all right, what are you doing here? No one invited you to this party. Um, Maybe this is where we need the NCAA to step in. They would eliminate the Cleveland Browns right now. Um, Oh, and the Steelers too, because their quarterbacks are gone, so that means they're not allowed to go win games. So uh, bye-bye Cleveland and bye-bye Pittsburgh, although I think both of us are – are fairly confident that um, the football world will take care of itself when it comes to that. You know, we look at it right now, the Texans, 7-5, and five, the Colts, 7-5. and five, Same record for the Steelers and Browns. And then don't forget about the Buffalo Bills and the Denver Broncos who fell to 6-6 uh, to six and six today. But with everything the Bills have been through, you sit here still, and we talk about the schedules that are – out there um, they've got to go to Kansas City next week that's very very difficult they've got Dallas on the schedule as well they're at the Chargers they get a home game with the Patriots in there they've got to go to Miami it's a hard schedule but if they can grind their way to I don't know nine wins uh, maybe even ten who knows I'm not giving up on them yet no, and you know, I, I talked about this before, and I'm ultimately guilty of the same thing that the college football playoff committee is guilty of. I want to see the Buffalo Bills in January playing against Jacksonville, Kansas City, Baltimore, Miami, whoever, however that shakes out from two to four. I want to see Buffalo going to Baltimore or, you know, Buffalo going to Jacksonville as the two seed playing the seven seed in the wild card. I I don't see Pittsburgh or Cleveland going on the road in the playoffs and ultimately winning a game. But again, that that's why they play the games. And 
Uh, again, we, I, I mentioned it earlier that we continue to say that about Pittsburgh, and they find ways to regroup after awful performances like they had today and, and find ways to win games. So, um, you know, certainly I feel like we have a couple party crashers that have been hanging around from very strong starts, um, and it's can they hang on long enough to to make it and, and remain in the top seven in the AFC with you have teams like Indy and Houston um, you know certainly they're playing in the same division they also have to play the Jaguars so you know can you get three teams out of the AFC South and in, in the playoffs I'm not sure you know you look 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 at Indy they've got Cincinnati Pittsburgh Atlanta Vegas Texans on the seventh. So you know, look at the Colts. Certainly, they have a a very favorable stretch run here over the last five games. And then you know we talk about the Texans and you know that exciting young team. Certainly, tough news today with you know injury to one of their best receivers. But you look at theirs. It's Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, and then, you know, I mentioned Colts, obviously, on the other side of that. So I think you look at those two teams and their schedules down the stretch as opposed to, you know, Pittsburgh and Cleveland playing with the injuries that they have. Um, I could see them both sliding up. And, you know, you mentioned the Buffalo Bills. You would think that they have to win – Four out of the last five? Uh, I don't know. Does nine and seven get you there? I mean, you're looking at three wild card teams, and right now the teams that are six and six and better, Bills, Steelers, Browns, Colts, Texans, Broncos. So that's, that's uh, let's see, is that six teams that I mentioned essentially for three spots? But if we all sort of agree that the Steelers and Browns might kind of go backwards – then I don't know. I mean, nine and seven might do it. Yeah, and I'm looking at losses. So you you got Pittsburgh with five, yeah. Cleveland with five, Indy with five, Houston with five. So you ultimately they're on the other side. They've they've got to win three out of their their last five. You know, to 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 be you know. To not be nine and seven and and get right, up there, so yeah, to get to ten, so um, they get to ten wins and and ultimately they Buffalo can't catch them if they don't win all five of their remaining games. So I, I think there's a chance at. Uh, I don't know. I don't think nine and eight gets in. I think ten and seven does, um, but we'll see. Um, it's wild, man. The Buffalo Bills, and, and I know maybe I'm making too much of point differential tonight. The Bills have outscored their opponents by 101 points. Um, in the AFC, only the Dolphins and Ravens are better. And in the NFC, only the 49ers and Cowboys are better. Fifth best point differential in all of football, and they don't even have more wins than losses. That, that's a crazy you, – you want to talk about the opposite of last year's Vikings. I, I, I'll give you the Buffalo Bills. It's in honestly, we, we know Buffalo's problem. Um, you, yep. you see it all year. When, when Josh does not turn the football over 
and and they get the most out of a defense that's just it's had key free agents leaving the offseason and then countless injuries to to guys that have been mainstays for that and I also think one thing that doesn't get talked enough about Buffalo when we talk about just kind of the the general direction that their season has gone and it's a guy that I played for in Minnesota and Leslie Frazier who's no longer there calling the defense which has has the ripple effect that now Sean has to call defense and be the head coach to when prior to the last few years when when Buffalo had the success that they had Sean was just the head coach. He he knew that he had one of the best defensive coaches in football running his defense and calling his defense. Certainly he could be in meetings when he wanted to and make sure that he got points across throughout the course of the week that he wanted. But he had all the faith in the world in Leslie Frazier, who's, like I said, one of the best defensive coaches in football. Ultimately, he's not there anymore you're now given the entire responsibility of the defensive coordinator as well as the head coach. And I think that that plays a toll on a guy who's supposed to be leading an entire team. And ultimately you find yourself like, oh, wait a minute, I'm only dealing with one side of the ball now way more often than I, w- I used to. Like before when I could just let Leslie deal with the defense, I could spend more time with Josh and the offense and kind of get a feel for what they're going. And the other thing, it's it's typical like bad business. You look at the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Bills lose to the Denver Broncos on a special teams play where they have too many men on the field and the Broncos miss the field goal, ultimately get another chance. They make it. So what do the Bills do? They fire their offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator wasn't the one who had 12 men on the field when the game should have been over and they won the game. So, again, I think oftentimes there's so many things going on throughout the course of an organization. When you look back at their first 12 games, it's like, you know, ultimately this is still a really good football team that if they get hot over their last five, I I wouldn't want to see them as the team that I'm facing in wild card round as a, a division winner. Oh, gosh. No joke. If you're the two seed in the AFC, and I don't even necessarily know off the top of my head who that's tracking to be right now, uh, but, you know, everybody's on the table there. All, all four yeah. of the division leaders essentially have the exact same record. Uh, some of them have a game in hand, the Ravens and Dolphins, Jags tomorrow night. Chiefs just scored a touchdown to get to within two. We'll see what they can do tonight. But everybody sitting there could end up as the two seed. You end up as a two seed, and here comes Buffalo first week. <laughs> oh crap you know like that <laughs> especially a buffalo all. like yeah a buffalo team that just won four out of five or five in a row to get into the playoffs <laughs> exactly right exactly right now the wild card inside track i won't even i bet you'll know but i don't even i won't tell you which team but you listen to this one of the teams that we mentioned that's sitting there with those five losses listen to the schedule the rest of the way at Jets, at Titans, home to Cleveland, home to the Titans, at Indy. The quarterbacks this team will play the rest of the way are, I don't know, between uh, you know Trevor Simeon or Doyle. I don't know what's going to go on there. A couple of Will Levises, a Joe Flacco, and a Gardner Minshew. That's what they're playing the rest of the way, and they're already 7-5 
and that's your favorite. That's the Houston Texans. Yeah, you know, I am saying when you look at at them and and what they can do over the last month, uh, today was a big win for them. You know, certainly a a Denver team that's been as hot as anyone kind of came out of nowhere, a lot like the Rams, a team that we just kind of figured was done for and would go away. And here they come, you know, winning winning five games in a row, you know, a, a close game down the stretch getting a big stop at the end to win, you know, a one-score game. That's big going into this last month of the season. And you, you mentioned the the opponents that are between them and a playoff appearance. I mean, does D'Amico Ryans deserve to be mentioned? in the If he takes the Houston oh. Texans to the playoffs in, in, in his first 100%. season, I mean – I know there's been a few other incredible coaching performances this year, but that's got to be at the top. I agree with you. I mean, he's all set up. They were supposed to be terrible this year. Terrible. uh, He's now set up. Yeah, he's set up to have a great start to his coaching career, not just because of the way this year is going, but he's got C.J. Stroud. I mean, we all know finding the quarterback, that's the thing. When you can't do it, that's how you lose your job. And uh, he's got it upon arrival. So um, he's off to a fantastic start. Um, Okay, Mark Willard, Kyle Rudolph, much more to say on all of this. But our man Steve DeSager gets to say something now. His turn tonight on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, my friend. Hello, the guys. You got to point this out, but uh, they might be coming back from double digits again. You kind of referenced this earlier in the show, but Patrick Mahomes (laughs) is on the field. I have the exact stat. Green Bay was leading Kansas City 14-3 to in the second quarter night uh, tonight. It's now Green Bay 21-19 over the Chiefs early in the fourth. Patrick Mahomes' record as a pro quarterback when falling behind by double digits, regular season or playoffs, he has a winning record, 15-11. and The only quarterback with a winning record in that scenario. In fact, the only other QBs in history with even a 400 winning percentage after being down double digits in the game. Jalen Hurts is 9-12 and in those games. Tim Tebow was 5-6 and in those games. Mahomes' winning record, 15-11 and in those games. Crazy. Jordan Love with three touchdown passes, though, tonight. Two to Christian Watson. 13 and a half minutes to go. Fourth quarter. Packers 21-19 in the lead. Two injuries to update. Ryan Cook, safety, the leading tackler for the Chiefs tonight with seven. Left with an ankle injury, was carted off. They would not show the replay. And Chiefs linebacker Drew Tranquil left on the first drive when he took a helmet, uh, knee to the helmet. As for the running game for KC, Isaiah Pacheco, 17 carries, 108 yards, and one TD. San Francisco won 42-19 at Philadelphia. Brock Purdy with four touchdown passes. In fact, this is now six straight games where Purdy's completed at least 70% of his passes. The only guy since the merger, and this goes back over 50 years, that have a longer set streak, Sam Bradford in 2016 and Drew Brees in both 2016 and 17. To be specific, today, Purdy was 19 of 27 through the air for 314 yards. San Francisco trailed 6-0 in the second quarter at Philly and then scored touchdowns on six straight drives. In L.A., Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford, three touchdown passes in a win over Cleveland, 36-19. Rams got 16 points 
points in the last four minutes. Tampa Bay edged Carolina 21 to 18. Bryce Young one interception, sacked four times. Panthers one and 11. Road wins for Detroit and Miami. They're each nine and three. Indianapolis won in overtime at Tennessee. Houston beat Denver 22-17, but Texans wide receiver Tank Dell reportedly suffered a broken leg. At Pittsburgh, quarterback Kenny Pickett left with an ankle injury and could miss two to four weeks. He's reportedly due for surgery on it tomorrow. Arizona won at Pittsburgh 24-10. Chargers won 6-0 at New England. The Patriots have lost five in a row. They're 2-10. Thursday night, New England at Pittsburgh. I would say set the DVR, but it's not on a channel. (laughs) Atlanta beat the Jets 13-8. Jets have lost five in a row. Three turnovers, 11 penalties in that game. Number one ranked Michigan will face Alabama in the Rose Bowl semifinals. Then number two Washington plays Texas in the Sugar Bowl on New Year's night. No NBA games today. College hoops, Southern University with a late 12-0 run. One at number 21, Mississippi State, 60-59. Ex-manager Jim Leland was voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Scotty Scheffler was the golf winner in the Bahamas by three strokes. Tiger Woods finished 18th out of 20 at his Hero World Challenge. Updating from Green Bay, where it's about 30 degrees. Packers holding on 21-19 over Kansas City, under 12 minutes left. Back to you. All right, great stuff, Steve. As always, appreciate you tonight. That game that he was just referencing, Kyle, uh, Patriots-Steelers Thursday night. (laughs) I just looked it up. Come on, let's play the game. What do you think the over-under is for that game? 32. <laughs> Great job. 31 and a half. Oh. <laughs> so close. No, no, no. no. Within a half-point counts. That's a win. This isn't the price is right. You didn't overbid. That is, uh, that's a great, great uh, guess on your part. 31 and a half. And then the other part of that is the over-under is 31 and a half. Well, what are we doing? <laughs> so I, I had a what, lot what of Big of Ten. What kind of NFL game is this? <laughs> I had a lot of Big Ten West games this year uh, for, yes. for my, my TV coverage. And I had a few like 28, 29 over-unders. So I... I completely based it off of that i was like all right it's an nfl game it's got to be a little higher than that but yeah we're talking patriots steelers here um a couple backup quarterbacks uh so i'm gonna give it the uh the the touchdown or sorry the the field goal give them the courtesy three points off of the 29 and go 32 man um can i can i use that to actually take one more shot at the NCAA before we're done tonight. Can I take one more shot? Can somebody please call the 7 and 5 Steelers, the 7 and 5 Browns, the 7 and 5 Indianapolis Colts? Uh let's see. Hang on. Let me see if I need to add anybody else to this conversation. I do. The 6 and 6 Minnesota Vikings. Let me put them into this conversation. And I guess to a degree, the 6-6 six and six Los Angeles Rams. Let me gather all those teams, make sure someone calls them to let them know that they have been eliminated from playoff contention because they've played or are playing games this year without their quarterback. So they're out. Yeah, they don't pass the eye test anymore. Too bad. So sad. So sorry. 
It's it's um, unfortunate, and I think yeah. one of the things you know we were talking about it earlier that I really never had thought of until a little bit earlier today, and just. That's like one of the most special things about college football is there we we know NFL rosters are so much smaller. You, you pretty much know the back of quarterbacks and the quarterback play across all of the NFL. You have the the good quarterback play, the elite quarterback play is, is there, there aren't 32 good quarterbacks in the NFL to begin with. So it's already skewed so highly towards the the really talented, the elite quarterbacks on down so then when when you're replacing a quarterback and a backup quarterback is coming in the NFL it's ultimately in an even greater drop off in in college football some of the best stories are guys that get their chance in these huge moments like a national semifinal game or a national championship game where, again, I go back to Ohio State, a team that had one loss but won the Big Ten championship against Wisconsin. We're down to their third string quarterback going into the national championship. They beat Alabama. They beat Oregon and the Heisman Trophy winner, Marcus Mariota. That was today's college football playoff committee. Uh, yeah, congratulations. You won the Big Ten, but you don't have your starting quarterback. You don't pass the eye test. We don't know who Cardell Jones is, so you guys just stay home and we'll find somebody else. Um, I love the words of Florida State Athletic Director Michael Alford, who today wrote, the argument of whether a team is the most deserving or best is a false equivalence. It renders the season up to yesterday irrelevant and significantly damages the legitimacy of the college football playoff. Uh, Amen, my man. Absolutely. Amen. With uh, Kyle Rudolph. I'm Mark Willard, and uh, plenty still to get to today. LiveTireRack.com studios. By the way, don't forget, shortly when we're done here after the show, podcast is going to go up, and if you missed any of the show, you're going to want to check it out. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to also follow, rate, and review it. Again, just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast, and you'll see this show posted right after we get off the air. But we are not done yet, and coming up next, Kyle, I want to ask you about something that Kyle Shanahan referenced after the win in Philadelphia today. That is next, along with the play of the day on Fox Sports Radio. Baker Mayfield. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Shotgun look. Godwin in motion to the right. Blitz threatened. Mayfield gets rid of the ball in a hurry. Caught ball at the 31. Breaking a tackle. Mike Evans still breaking a tackle. Digs his way to the 36-yard line. That's an 11-yard pickup. He is over 1,000 yards for the 10th consecutive season. Only Jerry Rice has done it more. Wow. That's from uh, 98 Rock Buccaneers Radio Network. We're live in the TireRack.com studios, and uh, that right there, Kyle, that's your your former teammate, Mike Evans, passing a thousand yards for the tenth straight year. What a gosh! What an underrated accomplishment. He he does not get named when we go through the top three, four, five, six guys around the league, and um, that's probably an oversight uh, on our part. No, pretty incredible career, and you know we've had a lot of conversations over the course of the year, over the course of the last three hours, on you know overlooking guys like Brock Purdy and and his opportunity to be mentioned in terms of MVP front runners, and I think Mike is a guy who, when we talk about future Hall of Famers, um, we talk about future Hall of Fame wide receivers. His name doesn't get brought up much. And, you know, spending a year with Mike uh, last year here in Tampa, seeing the way that he works, the way that he goes about his business, his consistency, you see exactly why he's not only had 10 straight 10,000-yard seasons, but started his career with 10 straight thousand yard seasons is the first and only to ever do that and yet you know yeah we see him tied with Randy Moss and and four behind Jerry Rice for all-time thousand yard seasons and anytime you're mentioned in categories just behind Jerry Rice and tied with Randy Moss and I believe he just passed Larry Fitzgerald Larry had nine thousand yard seasons uh, you have to assume like that's just automatically it's it's first ballot hall of fame right like like that 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 is what everyone else in that category has done. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's uh it's a hell of accomplishment and that is our progressive play of the day brought to you by progressive insurance progressive makes bundling easy and affordable get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle rv boat atv and more all your protection in one place bundle and save at progressive.com i wonder what you think about this or what you can share about this uh such an impressive performance as we know by the 49ers kyle shanahan what he first pointed out when he got to the post-game news conference was quote weathering the storm Um, For those of you who simply saw the score and think that it was just the Niners running roughshod over the Eagles for four quarters, it wasn't. It was them running roughshod over the Eagles for three quarters, uh, but not for four. That first quarter was simply a 6-0 lead for the Eagles, but it was total dominance. The the Niners couldn't complete a pass. Uh, They had negative yards at the end of the first quarter. The Eagles went on two long scoring drives. They were unable to get it into the end zone, and that's why it was only 6-0. But I look back on the game and go, that 
that had to be solely about just the energy of the building, the emotion of the moment. What's that like? Mm-hmm. What's it like when you're going on the road for that emotional game and just those first few drives when you can't even hear yourself think and, and you're trying to keep the emotions in check also? I've played in that stadium. Uh, I I lost an NFC championship game in that stadium. So I I know exactly what big games are like in that stadium, in that environment. Uh, You know, talk about weathering the storm. When we played the NFC championship game there, we went down the field, first drive of the game. You know, the night before we were going through the first 15 plays, you you couldn't have drawn it up any better. We go right down the field, score a touchdown on the opening drive. Uh, Philly goes three and out. We get the ball back. We're marching cross midfield. We're in Eagles territory. And I, I remember standing in that huddle. Uh, we had a third and six-ish. And I was like, oh, we're going to convert this. We're going to score again. We're going to go up 14 nothing. Like, the Eagles fans were starting to boo Nick Foles. And, you know, after their first three and out, they weren't really thrilled. We threw a pick six on that third down, and it was 7-7. And ended up, next thing you know, it was 28-7 at half. They got the ball coming out. They scored again. It was 35-7. And it was like in the blink of an eye, it was 35-7. And that place was going nuts. So I know the energy in that place, and I can only imagine how hyped up everybody was for the highly anticipated game today. So for the Niners to be able to go in there, kind of take their lumps early, fill things out, and then rattle off six straight touchdown drives is just absolutely incredible yeah listen i i don't want to be overconfident and overreact to one week we've learned this lesson throughout but my takeaway uh is something that you said too and i know you meant it for more teams than just the niners but uh their new slogan should be pray for health because mm. if they get it i i i, I think it's going to be them kyle i really do i would favor them no, and again, I, that echoes my point all year that when that team is healthy, the Niners are the cream of the crop in both conferences. They're, they're, they're the, the team to beat when healthy. Uh, all right, Eagles-Cowboys next week. That's what we'll be chewing on next time we talk. Always fun to talk to you, my friend. We'll do it again next Sunday night. Looking forward to it. Yep, me too. All right, for Kyle Rudolph, I'm Mark Willard, Plank and Spain. You're coming up. Stay right here. Coming up. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... 
right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.